This is our wonderful dear sister, Rosanna. Uh, and she, yeah, give it up for her.
in the in the door. Well, I was able to share the gospel with them, and I want to tell you, God started right there. So all six of them came to Christ. <laughs>
children. We thank you for sending them to this house, for they are family. In Jesus' name, amen. Give it up to God. Someone who is near you, just look at them and say, I love the Lord so much. 
tell them it's all because he loved me first. been in for a couple weeks uh, this this teaching on uh, learning how to hear God's voice and I just want to give you a little bit on it we're gonna unpack it more if you guys really um, can it would be great to, to be here on, on Wednesday night um, we try to unpack this stuff it's really really good but of late starting this past Wednesday we we actually went out the street and did some real cool stuff <laughs> just praying over the cars as they pass by and praying over people as they walk by there's this wonderful young man um, that we met his name was Zion 17 years old and, um, and so some of us in the group heard heard God saying things um, and spoke life over the young man. And then somebody else heard about the kind of heart that he had, his tenderness, and God unlocked some things. And um, it's just nothing like seeing the grace of God. This young man rededicated his life to Jesus, 17-year-old Zion, it's just beautiful. But for me, um, it was beautiful watch, beautiful to watch others beyond me hear God's voice, and begin to, to talk. And as I say all the time, we represent Jesus well, not weird. Not weird. And it wasn't weird. It was really, it was really cool. So um, if you're free on Wednesday nights, come out. We're going we're gonna to do it again this Wednesday, weather permitting. We had some great weather this past Wednesday. And so from 6.30, I don't know, starting at 6.30. We'll see what, we'll see what happens. Um, and if the, the weather is a little crazy, then we'll be inside unpacking what we're talking about, learning how to hear the voice of God. And um, I will tell you, hearing God's voice is more than just you know that you know that you know. You should be able to describe, and I want to take, take you on a slow journey. I was sharing with the group this morning that meets at 9.15 uh, for snacks, and then we begin to it at 9.30 that uh, my teaching style, this is, this is just me, everybody's got their own style. Mine, personally, is very slow and deliberate. I want to lay foundation more and more and more so that it gets in you. Because the goal is to get for you to get it to where you can teach it. And you don't have to teach it like me. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm me. God created me a particular way. But he created you a particular way. You're just as valuable. And so if you can get this word in your heart, the people, the spheres that you get around, God will use you. You know, I, I, was, uh, I was talking to a beautiful sister this morning about, um, you know, just that God has allowed her to be a certified mental health coach. And she loves bringing light to people. And she's not going to do it my way, she's going to do it her way. And she's got the education, but she's also got her water, her personality. And God is so good that he doesn't just identify each hair that's on your head, he also identifies who you are, how you're created, how you're wired, how you receive and deliver, and it's all valuable. Remember, the culture of heaven says that uh, God is good. Everybody say God is good. God is good. Uh, nothing is impossible. Say nothing is impossible. 
everyone is And so we have to live like that first among each other, among each other, and then everyone that he sends us to. I met a young man, probably for the, wasn't the first time, but I saw him again this morning. His name is Jeremy. And man, the grace of God is just one each other in his life. I love his heart. It's just, it, it, we've got to get to a place where we realize the significance of everyone. Look at somebody and say, you are so significant. You are so significant. To God and to me. You've got to get to that, get to that place. Because God wants me to use you in that. And so we've been, you know, trying to get to the point where we learn how to hear the voice of God. Because God wants to flow through you to touch other lives. And he can do it all kinds of ways. Um, whatever your vocation is, whatever sphere you're involved in, um, you know, whether you're in hospital, uh, healthcare or education, you might be in government, you might be in media, um, you might work with family, you know, marriages or children, wherever it is, wherever it is. Um, you might be in business, you know, God cares about the business owners. God cares about the CEO. He cares about the billionaire. He's not just, he doesn't just care about the poor financially or has to do with resources. He cares about the poor in spirit. So how does he get to them? Well, he's got people who are in those spheres to do it. And it's important for us to say, as Bill and Lenora said, yes. Um, as our beautiful sister that has you know, her, her doctorate in, in mental health. Yes. Just looking for those. You know? Uh, a few weeks ago, we baptized, we baptized Roman James. Uh, you know, Roman James, you know, 16 years old, said yes. I'm excited about all that God is, God is doing through, through people. So, I'm taking my time to teach you how to hear God's voice so that you don't just know that you know that you know, but that when he says something to you, you're able through practice to say, I think God is saying something. And then, you know, like, uh, like Fallon a while ago saw this man sitting in a coffee shop. She went and spoke life over him, not even realizing that the guy had lost his wife and even a professed um, atheist. Yet God was able to get in. Do you know that God can get to those who profess not to believe in God? So I, I'm going to help you. I'm going to help you in that. And, um, and that's going to help our, our world. Jesus said, God so loved the world. He's got the church, but he loves the world. It's not that he doesn't love the church. He, he already has us. He loves us. He already has us. And I've got three sons. Pam uh, and I do, but I'm always collecting people. Every chance I get, I'm collecting. Why? Because that's what God does. I have his DNA. You guys know that you have the DNA of God? I found something that was cool the other day. Pam and I were talking about my blood type. And uh, most of the time you have to match in blood types. But she says, honey, you know, you have the type of blood that anybody can receive your blood. And I got excited right away. 
you don't catch at first glance. So, um, put your hand on your chest. Bow your heads. Say these words. Say, Father, help me to hear. Holy Spirit, help me not to get distracted. I give my mind, my thoughts, my emotions, my imagination, ultimately my will over to you. I want to grow like Jesus today. Help me. In Jesus' name. John 5. Jesus explained, I tell you the truth, the Son can do nothing by himself. He does only what he sees the Father doing. Whatever the Father does, the Son does also. Look at verse 20. For the Father loves the Son and shows him everything he's doing. In fact, the Father will show him how to do even greater works than healing this man. Then you will truly be astonished. Go to uh, St. John chapter 12, verse 49 and 50. St. John chapter 12, 49 and 50. You guys can write that down in your notes. St. John 12, 49 and 50. And now let's look at it. Jesus talking again. I don't speak on my own authority. The Father who sent me has commanded me what to say and how to say it. And I know his commands lead to eternal life. So I say whatever the Father tells me to say. Let's go to St. John chapter 16, verse 12 to 15. Jesus talking again, but this uh, time, he's talking about what's going to happen. Before he was talking about what he does and how he does it, I'm just only listening to the Father and all that. But here, he's actually talking about how he does it, and he sets the guys up for what's going to happen when he leaves the planet. So he says, there's so much I want to tell you, but you can't bear it now. You can't handle it now. Verse 13, when the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth. He will not speak on his own, but will tell you what he has heard. He will tell you about the future. He will bring me glory by telling you whatever he receives from me. All that belongs to the Father is mine. That is why I said the spirit will tell you whatever he receives me. Did you see the pattern there? The pattern is really talking about, he's talking about how Jesus gets his intel. And we're talking about learning how to hear God's voice. And we've given you the reasons. Maybe you're in Peru. Maybe you're in Brazil. Maybe you're in Florida. Maybe you're in Burlington. Maybe you're in Hamilton. You know, maybe you're in Cherry Hill. Maybe you're in a school. Maybe you're in a hospital. Maybe you see somebody in the street. Maybe you're in Wawa. <laughs> Wherever you are, God says, I want to talk to you. And Jesus says, when it is time, I only say what I hear the Father say. I only do what I see him do. So that means that we've got to learn 
how to hear like Jesus is hearing. We got to learn how to see like Jesus is seeing. Because at that point, we become equipped to bring his kingdom here. Isn't that right? Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth just like it is in that culture of heaven. And we know that in the culture of heaven, God is good. Nothing's impossible. The cross fixed everything, and everyone matters to God. And let me say this parenthetically, that everyone mattering to God doesn't mean that everything somebody does is acceptable to God. You guys get that? Because we can be living in an, somebody can be living in an unholy state. They can be going against God's plans, God's regulation, God's heart. And we can say, oh, you matter to God, which means that I accept everything you're doing. No, God is God. And he's the standard. But his delivery is love. He says, I love you. And if you can receive my love, then when you love me back, you're going to love me the way I'm wired. That's what God says. And sometimes we try and get people straight. We try and get them, like uh, uh, there's, this, um, there's this detergent or this agent that you spray on clothes that have a hard stain. It's a shout. I think you shout it out. It's spray and wash. You, know? you guys ever use that? Am I crazy? Okay, y'all look at <laughs> and so we put it on there before we wash. Unfortunately, that's how we do with people. We try and give them a pre-wash. And then we say, okay, you're worthy to accept Jesus. No. No. Like the, like the girl from China. When I was on University of Penn's campus and uh, this girl accepted Jesus and me and Pam and uh, a few others, we took her into the church. She lived at the dorm right next door. She took her into the church and baptized her. And her words, after she came up out of the water, makes me cry every time again. I control this thing. She came up out of the water and she says, how many times do I have to go down and come up for my sins to be washed away? And man, we got so pumped. We're like, oh, guess what? <laughs> An instant sins washed away. And then you learn how to hear God. You learn. You grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. You renew your mind so that you're on the same wavelength as when the Holy Spirit is speaking. The natural mind can't understand the things of God. But for the ones who are learning how to hear his voice, they have been born again so that now their DNA looks like his DNA. I'm a loved son born of a loved father. And my spirit looks just like Jesus. Me, my spirit and Jesus' spirit, exactly the same. And that's for anyone who's been born again. Spirit looks just like him. It's just that Jesus has a whole lot more growth and development. Remember when my son Ryan, my son Ryan, when he was born, he looks just like me. Still to this day, he looks just like me. And I'm holding this little guy. And I remember I was 27. I first started preaching. 
And I, um, you know, a couple of years I was preaching a message and I said, come here, Ryan. And Ryan's just a little guy and I held him up and I'm holding him. I said, you see me and Ryan? I said, the only difference is a whole lot more growth and development in me than him. And I used that to point out the picture that your spirit looks just like the Father God. The only difference between you and Jesus is just a whole lot more growth and development. But as he is, so are we in the world. That's why when I say to people, I'm going to say what Jesus said to, to Philip. Philip said to Jesus, show us the Father, and that'll be good enough. He said, said Philip, have I been around you all this time? And you're still asking that question? He said, Philip, when you see me, you see the Father. And so I got used to saying the same thing. So now everywhere I go, like, let me show you what the Father looks like. And it's not my hairstyle or my clothes or my facial, my complexion or any of that. It is the character of the fruit of the Spirit of God coming out of my life. And that is the love of God. That's why he said they're going to know that you're Christians. Say it loud. By virtue. Our love. Our love. They're going to know you're a Christian by love. And love is that dominant. It's where all the other fruits come from. And humility is the soil, as Andrew Murray says in his book, Humility. Humility is the soil. Because without the soil of saying, I submit, I, I come under your mission, then none of that fruit will be appetizing to you. You know, you'll resist it. He'll tell you to love, and you'll want to hate. He'll tell you to forgive, and you want to be bitter. He'll tell you to honor, and you'll want to be jealous. They'll tell you to say wonderful things, and you're one to accuse. So it's important for us in humility to say, Lord, I want your fruit to come out. Your fruit. And the key to bearing fruit is yielding. And that's humility. So, um, so this whole picture is Jesus showing us how to, to hear the Father, know what, know what he sounds like, See, being able to see beyond the natural realm. Now, I'm not talking about being spooky. Remember, we represent Jesus well, not weird. I'm not talking about being spooky. You're walking down the street, you're like, why would anybody want to be around that? But, like the young man that walked by the street the other day. And, and I didn't know it, I, but uh, Vandella walked up to him and says, you know, God wants to put a hedge of protection around you. just saw my hearing and see. And I wasn't in there with her with what the Holy Spirit was showing her. He was talking to her, but I stayed close enough to be able to confirm, yeah, man, that sounds right. Let's see where this is going. And so she said, God, is, God wants to place a hedge of protection around you. What she didn't know was what the young man said right after that. He said, I used to go to church, but I stopped when my son, when my cousin was killed. So now that picture 
that God had placed in Bethlehem to stay there. Makes sense. And at that, he stayed. He stayed. And it wasn't long after that that he runs into Dino, and Dino says to him, you know, I see a tenderness in your heart, and God wants to open that thing back. Now, you notice what they didn't say? Is that, you know, you need to get in church. <laughs> you need to get yourself right to God. St. John chapter 10. St. John chapter 10, verse 4 and 5. Look what it says. St. John chapter 10, verse 4 and verse 5. Now I want you to write these down because it's going to bring a level, uh, it's going to come together as you meditate on it, as you ask the Holy Spirit, what do you want to say to me about this? What do you want to say to me about this? I'll start reading. It's in the New Living Translation, St. John chapter 10, verse 4 and 5. It says, after he has gathered his own flock, talking about the shepherd, 
He walks ahead of them. And they follow him, talking about the sheep, because they know his voice. They won't follow a stranger. They will run from him because they don't know his voice. Do you know what the voice of the Lord sounds like? And so I want to, I, I, was, I was doing something years ago, and I'll give you part of my, what came out of it. And I asked, I asked the Lord, Lord, what do you want to say to me concerning demonic thoughts versus the voice of the Holy Spirit? It's a question that I asked the Lord. And he says, the response was, Terry, demons will try you. And you can write these down. You can write these down if you want. Demons will try you. And whatever you don't get, we'll, we're going to go over it. If, uh, we'll have some point of it. We'll go over it. Demons will try you. They will attempt to see what your response will be. They will come to you with their, weird, with their wicked characteristics. Characteristics are accusing, slandering, condemning, pushy, lying. They will urge you towards despair and push you in the direction of giving up. This is how you know when spiritual wickedness is there. On any level, they're going to try and bring hopelessness, despair, and they're going to try and have you give up. That's why in our society, there's so much in the area of suicide. Because demonic oppression and depression are pushing. And it's not God talking. I'll tell you the other side in a moment. Their motives are to kill, steal, and destroy you. Let's go on the other side. Stand up against them. Reject them with the boldness that comes from me and my spirit. Look at this. My Holy Spirit is comforting, encouraging, gentle, truthful, and lovingly convincing. I read that one more time. My Holy Spirit is comforting, encouraging, gentle, truthful, and lovingly convincing. Listen to this. Remember, I read that passage in John. It says, uh, it says, the words from the Father will always lead to eternal life. It took me years to realize that he wasn't talking about life that lasts forever. Eternal life. Oh, everybody's going to live forever. Everybody is going to live forever. And you choose, when you choose Jesus, where you live forever. But that eternal life is not just talking about living forever. It's talking about life that is eternally life. 
It's talking about the Greek word calls it Zoe. It is the Zoe life of God. It's the very life of God. And the Holy Spirit brings eternal life, the life of God. That's why whenever I'm praying, I'll, I'll have some difficulty sometimes, and I'll pray, Father, thank you that your spirit is in me. Your life, this is, this is sometimes how I, in declaration, I have conversations with God. I thank you that your spirit is in me, and I thank you that your, your spirit is life. And your spirit is not just life, but it is light. And so the energy I need, but also the vision and the wisdom that I need, it's here, Lord, because you are here and it's in me. So you put all that light in there, that darkness can't stay. You put all that light in there, that depression can't stay. And the spirit of depression does try, has tried from time to time to try and jump on me. There's a big problem, there's a big situation. And it's trying to say, oh man, you do that, oh man, it's you might as well just give up. And then, while it may not be to the point of suicide or anything like that, I reject every spirit of depression of any form. I don't want any of it getting in there. I need life and more life and the life of God and the light of God coming up out of me. Proverbs 4, Proverbs 4 and 23 says, guard your heart. That's the priority verse. I told you I was going to give you a verse, put priority next to it. This is the priority verse. I live by this verse. Because I have to be able to hear God's voice all the time. And so if I don't guard my heart, I'll get confused. Fear, guilt, shame, rejection, hopelessness. It'll all try and get in there. And it'll twist. You know it's twisted, right? You know that furniture that's twisted is called what? Wicker. It's twisted. It's wicked. And so I don't have time to let things just get in my ears. There's certain things I can't hear. There's certain things I can't read. I don't just let anybody speak into me. I don't just let anybody get it. That doesn't mean I'm mean. I don't say, don't talk to me. I just, and they can be talking, and I'm like, oh, Help them. 
them redirect. Help them. Help them redirect. And guard yourself so that you don't get caught up in that. Don't I hear God's voice? I close with this. Jesus said, I always say what I hear the Father say. Can I ask you that question? Can you say that? Now, see, I just say a whole lot of stuff throughout the day. I mean, sometimes I. Keyword is open. Jesus said, I always. And I'm not talking about going around and judging other people. Our 
to love him. Amen. It's to turn to him. So we can always enjoy that time of refreshing, but also so he can lead us. He can lead us. He says, I'll. He says, I'll lead you in the way that you should go. He said, I'll, I'll guide you with my Thank you for being 
on this web stream and, and getting into every kitchen and bedroom and nation and city. Thank you for getting into every car that this goes, Lord, and let them know that you live. Thank you that you are a loving father and that you care. You want to be in a relationship with them. Oh, Father, thank you for the high price you paid so we could be in relationship with you. Oh, how you love us. We bless you this morning. And we freshly give ourselves to you. We, we fresh dedication. Fresh. If you've never accepted Jesus, then say these words, believing with your heart, Jesus, come into my life. I want you, I need you, I receive you, I receive your love. I believe Jesus died for my sins and he was raised up from the dead. Raise me up. I want to be in relationship with you. <coughs> you did that for the first time in your Jesus material. That's somebody. But if you've already been with Jesus, maybe you strayed away, or maybe you forgot your identity. He's here to let you know. I haven't changed my mind about you, daughter. I haven't changed my mind about your son. I love you. Don't think that I'm mad at you. Don't think that I'm against you. My arms are open to receive you. If you're willing to say, Lord, I'm back, I come back, I give you fresh dedication, fresh devotion, he says, I will not cast you out. I will receive you as the son and the daughter that you are. And that last category is for those of us who've just been walking with the Lord and striving to be close with him daily. Just like he gives us fresh sunrise and new mercies every day, let's give him fresh commitment today. So stand to your feet and hold your hands up high. Say, Lord, Lord. I know you love me. And I just ask you to receive my love. Help me to love you better. Help me to hear your voice better. Strengthen me with might by your spirit in my spirit. I want to be in tune. I want to be in step. I want to be in rhythm with you. Help me in Jesus' name because I give you
doing it here so well. Pastor Jamie came last week, amazing prophet. He did such a great teaching on communion. Had a great time with communion. Part of here is good, but man, we got to get better at being sensitive at home with your other Christian family members. It'll, it'll keep peace in the home. There'll be healing in the home. Hope will be in the home. Home, home, home. And so I want you to take that communion. Know that life and light, healing and hope, forgiveness and grace will be created through communion in the atmosphere of your home. So if you live by yourself, call a brother or sister. Say, hey, look, let's take communion together. But if you have brothers or sisters or husband and wife, parents or children, siblings or whatever, friendships, say, look, and schedule it. Say, look, this day we're going to do communion. Don't let anything get in the way. Put your arm around somebody. Just one other person. Find one other person with your arm around. And one other person with your arm around. Just one other person. Okay. And bow your heads. Say these words. Father, I thank you for my friend. I thank you for what we heard today. Use us. To advance your kingdom. We're better with you. And we're better together. Help us this week. To advance your kingdom. In Jesus' name. Now hold your hands out. The Lord bless you. May the Lord keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine. May the Lord raise his countenance and turn his countenance towards you. Every level of peace and hope, favor and grace, provision and healing, direction and wisdom to rest on you. And may you be a blessing to others. Freely you have received, freely give it out. In Jesus' name.